Hi, this is Tom Field, Editorial Director with Information Security Media Group. We're talking today about, today about email security, and we're talking with Paul Smoser, Vice President of Security with BITS. Paul, thanks so much for joining me. Oh, you're welcome, Tom. Glad I could uh, join you. Paul, I know that BITS and eCert have just released a paper entitled Email Sender Authentication Deployment. What's the genesis of this paper and the main message in it? Tom, the genesis of the paper really is in some work that BITS started doing a couple of years ago with regard to improving security in the email space. In April 2007, uh, BITS had published a paper that spoke to three protocols that it was encouraging financial organizations to adopt to enhance uh, the authentication in particular of email messages that appeared to be coming out from financial institutions but in many cases were in fact phishing emails or, or spam emails. So in April of 2007 we published this paper that called really for uh, the implementation of transport layer security as well as FPF and DKIM and as we have progressed going forward I think it's safe to say there's been a broad implementation of TLS, at least opportunistic TLS. Uh, there's been a increasing implementation of enforced TLS, uh, particularly between financial institutions, uh, given some of the work that, that they have done and some work that both BITS and the uh, Financial Services Information Sharing and Analysis uh, Center has done to encourage that, but we were seeing uh, a little bit of a, a slowness in the uptake of both SPF and DKIM, and there were a couple reasons we thought that was the case. One was both were newer protocols and both certainly involved uh, a larger amount of work and effort to implement than TLS did, and second, that uh, uh, the industry, the, the uh, internet service provider industry had not yet really caught up with capabilities in that space. So in order to facilitate and help our members to move a little more strongly toward implementation, we thought that one of the steps we might take was a paper like we just published that is really almost a how-to guide to implement SPF and DKIM, the steps you need to take internally in your organization, the considerations you need to go through, uh, and, and as I'm, I'm sure you saw if you read the paper, there's even a proxy project plan in the back for walking through what a project like this would look like. So the, the primary motivation is encouraging our members to implement these protocols and the primary motivation for encouraging them to implement the protocols is to help with the phishing problem and more generally uh, assuming we can get to a place where we have secure email to actually not only help with the phishing problem but maybe even eventually be able to leverage email into an actual uh, product channel. So, Paul, you've outlined nicely the, the challenges that are facing financial institutions. How do you find that they are generally tackling these challenges now 
sort of in the environment before you release this paper? Well, I think there are a number of institutions who were uh, attempting to do implementations themselves. And in fact, uh, as you read the paper and the acknowledgement section of the paper, uh, a lot of the folks who, a lot of the member companies who assisted in developing this paper uh, were in fact from institutions that had gone fairly far down the implementation chain. Uh, I think there were a, there were a few challenges that organizations more generally face. Number one, as I mentioned earlier, uh, SPF and, and DKIM in particular are newer protocols, so the understanding broadly of those protocols is not as strong as it is with, with some other technologies. Uh, second, I think, um, you know, if an institution in and of itself doesn't have a, a broad amount of resources to deal with email, uh, you know, having someone take the time to sit down, develop a plan, develop the processes that you need to do uh, is a little bit more of a strain on the institution. And we're hoping that the paper takes the learnings of folks who have been through this and, and the technology that's involved makes the technology simpler and makes the learnings more available so that folks don't have to reinvent the wheel, as it were. What are some of the ways, Paul, that this paper is going to help institutions to do just that? Well, as I said earlier, I, I think we tried to make the paper um, a relatively easy-to-use how-to guide. Uh, and we basically laid out the steps and the considerations that a financial institution needs to use to implement this. And, and honestly, uh, I know a lot of your readers are financial institutions, but I know a lot are not as well. This paper could just as easily be used by any organization that's looking to uh, enhance its email security. So. Uh, even though we've we've done it for our members uh, and for financial institutions in general, uh, we know there are other industries that are just as interested uh, in enhancing email security. So it's not uh, parochial in its nature, such that only financial institutions could use it. Uh, your readers who who may not be in that scenario could just as easily do it. But um, again, what we've tried to do is. Um, working with, with ESERT, who has a lot of experience in this space. We've tried to lay it out in a, in a fairly simple fashion. Uh, folks who are in the email space should have really a, a pretty easy time walking through the paper and understanding what the financial institution needs to do on its end. And we're certainly hoping and encouraging our members uh, with this paper to, to begin to move a little faster in the space. You mentioned ESERT, Paul, and I know that you collaborated on this project. Uh, what role did each of you take in developing this paper? Well, ESERT was actually very, very helpful. They uh, developed the first draft of the paper uh, largely on their own, uh, which our members and staff uh, then worked from to create the final paper, it was there were a few, quite a few iterations of revisions uh, from the beginning to the end. But uh, I think 
we owe ESERT a big round of thanks because really they accelerated the process uh, pretty significantly for us. Uh, in a typical uh, project of BITS, when we get our members together and folks are writing sections of, of a paper and, and it, it tends to take us a little bit longer to, to complete the whole paper and their work in putting together the first draft based on the expertise they have was, was extremely helpful to us. So you've solved email security now. What's next for BITS? <laughs> well, uh, you know, I'd, I'd answer that question two ways, Tom, to be honest. Uh, in the email security space, I think there is still a, a, a group of what's next actions to take. Uh, now that we have tried to <clears throat> lay out the steps for the financial institutions to go t through, I think our focus will change in a couple of ways. One is um, focusing more on working with the ISPs and the email service providers to make sure that they understand the industry is, is now truly ready to move forward with this and to help assure that uh, the ISPs are supportive of the implementation of these protocols as well. And to that end, uh, one of the things that we're working on is a way to develop kind of a key repository of information, if you would. There's a lot of information that gets created in terms of uh, rule sets and whatnot when you're creating these protocols that have to then go out to your to the ISPs and your email service providers to make sure that as they deliver mail or as mail is delivered, that the rules around the protocols are being followed. Logically, the ISPs are concerned that if all financial institutions were doing that on a one-off basis with them, uh, it creates quite a bit of overhead for the ISP community. So one of the things we're trying to do is create more or less a trusted repository, uh, and we're working with the uh, FSISAC in that space we propose to them that, that uh, it makes sense for them as kind of a key operating arm of the um, industry to maybe consider taking on that role, and, and we're working with them uh, to see if they're willing to do it, but that is a, a next step in our minds. So working with the ISPs and, and trying to set up the central repository are uh, key next steps in the email space. More broadly, which I think is where your question was going, um, we're looking at a number of different areas. Uh, you and I, Tom, have actually talked in the past about the authentication space. We're doing some work there, uh, particularly focused initially on uh, customer authentication and the, and the financial institutions. Uh, we're also doing some work in the area of uh, software assurance building to some extent off the work that, that, that some of the other associations uh, in the financial industry are have already done or looking to do. And, and just generally, I would mention that we are certainly trying to collaborate uh, in this space with a number of other institutions, and very specifically around collaboration, uh, we're working with a number of the associations, including uh, the American Bankers Association, the FSISAC, and uh, FSTC uh, around looking at the question of new global top-level domains for the financial services industry 
you know, what kind of security and stability considerations ought to be in, in a domain that offers financial services. So those are really the three things that are keeping us kind of hopping here in the, in the next few months. Very good. Paul, I look forward to talking to you down the road as you start to tackle some of these other challenges. Well, Tom, it's always a pleasure talking to you, and I enjoy it. Thank you very much. This is Tom Field, Editorial Director with Information Security Media Group. We've been talking with Paul Smoser of BITS. Thank you very much.